Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we've got another gun gripe episode for you. And this is actually some good news for a change. I really hate that I have to be the bearer of bad news. And we always have to discuss bad things that are going on in the 2A community. And I hate that. I wish that all I you know could do is just make great... <laughs> you know, positive videos about good things that are going on. But Oklahoma is getting with the program, and they have passed SB 1081, which is an anti-red flag law. So that's dang time. Yeah, it's a, yeah, we need that at a federal level. You know, we've discussed in many situations, um, you know, how terrible red flag laws are. They are a very, very bad idea. They allow um, the police and the system to be weaponized against the public for a gun confiscation. It's a very, very bad idea. And uh, the gains that red flag laws give are very, very minuscule compared to the risk uh, and, and, you know, infringement of our constitutional rights that they obviously employ. And we will jump into this a little bit. Uh, I do want to mention, before we get cracking on today's video here, uh, go and check out the Jump app and go over there and join the Caliber crew. We're over there. It's a great app, a uh, new social media platform, no censorship, real easygoing people, freedom-loving uh, you know, they're not going to try to tell you what you can and can't say. Really good group of folks. Um, lot, a great place to talk about guns and to just share ideas. Really cool place. But it's the Caliber Crew is what we're a member of. I know Mike, Mr. Guns and Gear, a couple of us are over there. I'm over there. Uh, Jonathan, Tactical Toolbox is over there. Check it out. Uh, go download the app, the Cal or, uh, the Jump, and it's the Caliber Crew is the group. So there's like what they call jumps, and they're like little groups. But we, we call it the Caliber Crew. Mm -hmm. So check it out. Come over there and join the conversation. We'll have a chat about whatever. So let's get into this a little bit. Uh, now, we found out about this through Gun Owners of America. You know, GOA, Eric Pratt, all those guys are there putting in the great work, doing really good things for the 2A community. If you can support GOA, do so. Uh, I'm a member of GOA. I support them monthly. And, of course, anytime in videos we can shout them out for their efforts, we of course, want to do so. We've had Eric Pratt here on the channel before on Gun Gripes, so look up some of the older episodes uh, if you'd like to hear some of his thoughts on uh, all things freedom, so check that out. Eric Pratt's a good guy, but this comes from GOA, mm -hmm. and this is out of Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so the government just signed the bill on uh, May the 19th. Uh, Governors of America and its Sooner members are celebrating the passage of Senate Bill 1081 which prohibits funds for red flag gun confiscation orders. So, more or less, the bill just chokes that aspect of Oklahoma law. Like, no funds can be put into red flag confiscations. So, you know, good for them. If we had more of that across the country, I think we'd be in a little bit better place. We wouldn't have no-knock warrants and all kinds of crazy stuff going on, and people, innocent people... And police being killed and injured at an equally uh, disturbing rate. I mean, but uh, we've discussed red flag laws in numerous other videos, and they are certainly a dangerous precedent in modern times, especially in America, where a lot of people are armed, and they will do anything and everything they can to defend what is theirs. And, um, you know, these red flag orders, when they're issued they can be based on falsities, you know? Um, you, it's like the, <laughs> like Eric likes to mention, the Karen syndrome. <laughs> I well, mean, 
It, it is the Karen syndrome. Yeah, and it is. I mean, I hate I hate saying that, but it's come on, Lil. Lil, come on, say hello. What you doing, come on, up here? Up here. Up here. Say hello. <laughs> All right. So another thing to discuss. She had to come in and visit, I guess. Um, another thing I want to discuss too, since we're talking about gun owners of America, mm-hmm. we'll talk about FPC for just a brief moment. And they've really been pushing back hard against HR eight thirty eight. And you guys know that's the threat level. It's uh, basically, it's a red flag law. It's basically the the TAPS Act kind of repackaged mm-hmm. more or less. And you know our friend Dan Crimshaw over there has been a big supporter of the TAPS Act. And basically federal level, you know, nationwide red flag laws and everything. Uh, that's a bill that we certainly, we do not want to see go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately... It is a Republican-sponsored bill and has a bunch of Republican co-sponsorship, all right? And that's something that we definitely need to have a hard look at, and we need to contact our reps and let them know that we do not approve of H.R. 838. Um, it's very, very scary. So um, this I'm just sort of paraphrasing what the guys at Gun Policy, FPC, put out, which FPC is a great group. You should join them, too. Um it would establish a task force to oversee monitoring private citizens under the guise of preventing targeted violence through behavioral threat assessments. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's basically federally funded espionage, mm-hmm. and it's very dangerous, and it will threaten the sovereignty of Americans, and it will deprive the constitutional rights of Americans. And it's like the Patriot Act, but way, way worse. Mm-hmm. And it's very scary. I mean, the Patriot Act is probably the single most worst thing that we've had come across our, you know, our radar probably in the last 25 years, period. I mean, the Patriot Act is anything but patriotic. And the TAPS Act and other things like that and other red flag laws are a terrible idea. They're going to put citizens and law enforcement at risk. They're going to allow a system to be weaponized against the populace. Okay, and it's just a very terrible idea. And it's it's not good. It's, yep. <laughs> it's very, very bad. Yeah, uh a little bit more detail on the TAPS Act. And, and, you know, it's just, it might sound good to some on the surface, but, you know, you think about the long or the, the far reaching implications of something like this, like, that sounds pretty draconian. Uh, the bill defines behavioral threat assessment and management as the systematic or systematic and evidence based process of, one, identifying individuals whose behavior indicates a capacity for committing acts of violence, two, investigating and gathering information from multiple sources to assess whether such individuals pose a threat, and three, the subsequent management of such a threat. So where's the evidence come from? I mean, is it the same evidence that they use to you know, issue no-knock warrants? And the problem is, is once you give them the ability to make those distinctions based on whatever whim they deem necessary and whatever phantom evidence that they deem necessary, how do you know that 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 power is not going to get handed off to an administration that's going to abuse it. Mm-hmm. Imagine a Democrat-controlled Republican or a Democrat-controlled House, Senate, and presidency that has that power under their belt to just come into your house and go, well, we've done a lot of research on you, and we've determined you are one dangerous person, and we can't tell you why, and we're not going to give you a specific reason, but you got to come with us. Sorry. We're taking all these guns. You're coming with us. We're taking Looney Bin. Whatever they decide they're going to do. I mean, that's the scary thing about it. You know, we have due process in this country. You're innocent until proven guilty. You know, evidence must be brought against you. You must be accused. You must. You have the right to face your accuser, okay, and demand 
that evidence be brought up to support their claims as to mm-hmm. why you've committed a crime. But before that can even happen, you have to commit a crime. This idea is like, well, you haven't committed a crime yet, but you might. So it's like Minority Report. Pre, pre-crime. Pre-crime. <laughs> they want to have the ability to uh, preemptively go, well, you know, you haven't committed a crime yet, but you might. So therefore, reasons. And that's scary. When you give them the ability to open Pandora's box, you give them that key to Pandora's box, Mm -hmm. they are going to open it, they're going to use it, and they're going to abuse it. And you're also trying to trust the same system, okay, that manages the VA, the same system that loses promotion packs and paperwork and military documents, the same Mm -hmm. system that fails on numerous occasions, the same system that can't protect the citizens of all of these uh, cities that are being looted and rioted against. All right? Mm-hmm. So you really want that same system to have the ability to open Pandora's box and do whatever they want to with it. The now, the guys of the bill, right, 838, <laughs> the, the, the general idea of the bill is probably not a bad idea in their minds. I'm not going to doubt that Dan, okay, is being a major co-sponsor of the TAPS Act from day one. I'm not going to doubt that Dan doesn't love his country and that he's not a patriot and that he's not a good guy. I'm mm-hmm. sure he is, right? I'm not going to doubt that at all. I'd buy the guy a beer. I'd shake his hand, whatever, you know. But good, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I think that while their intentions may be honorable, I think the unintended consequences are always far worse than what we, what we really see in front of us. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think that there is some heinous misappropriation of logic on their part. I don't think they have bad consequences. I just think that they have a little bit too much trust oh, in the system. Bad, bad intentions? Right. Um, I don't think they have bad intentions. I just think they, they don't understand that they're giving the government too much credit well, to um, do the right thing. It, they have a history of it, not. It's all about abuse of power as well. Like, I mean, how will a law like this, if, if it's put into place be abused in future administrations. I mean, we've seen, you know, recently with Obamagate and Michael Flynn and all that that's been going on, which you may or may not have heard of with everything else going on in 2020 so far. But the media has a way of putting stuff back in a dark corner, you know, and then just putting everything else that's maybe equally important, but most of the time not to, you know, the uh, front and center to the limelight. But, um... I was thinking about the Postal Service when you were rolling off about the VA and all because the Postal Service has been in the red for years and years and years and years. But like UPS and FedEx and all, they turn a profit. I mean, how is that? You know, well, what's well gonna, the federal government. So what's going to happen? I mean, you've got, you've got a group of people who are at a financial deficit and you're going to trust them with a deficit of your freedom? Yes. A freedom deficit? Absolutely not. Because that's what's going to happen. Um, There's going to be a total lack of... Of freedom and lack of constitutional purview. Okay, it's not going to pass the, the the lens of inspection mm-hmm. for constitutionality. It's not. But then the issue is the Supreme Court can just pick and choose what they do and do not want to hear. So, okay, yeah, say that eight thirty eight becomes federal law, and now we have I don't know federal level red flag laws, which is very frightening to me. It's very scary. This is the most afraid I've been as a citizen in years to think that that could be a federal level type of thing, right? But 
as as delicate as that process is to begin with, and even the, just the lens of that situation, how delicate it is, it becomes even more delicate when, okay, say that now these things become law of the land and there's multiple cases where people have been wrongfully accused mm-hmm. and had their rights deprived of them, and then we have a lame duck um, Supreme Court that won't even bother hearing it because, it's, oh, it's politically sensitive. We can't hear a gun case because it's politically sensitive. Well, that's, that's really easy to just kind of defer that, right? Well, like Martin Luther King said, a right, deni- a right delayed is a right denied. Okay? If you kn- just because you, you know that the reason you hear the case, I'm talking to the Supreme Court right now. They're not going to listen to me, but the reason the Supreme Court won't hear the case is because they know that if they have even the slightest amount of humility, humanity in their hearts, that there's no way that it passes... The lens of constitutionality. And that's what's so sad about it. They just have the ability to go, well, we don't want case law in place, especially at the Supreme Court level. We don't want a Supreme Court case to be a landslide like Heller's. That's, you know, Dick Heller changed this thing for everything. And that's what people don't don't think about. You know, Mm -hmm. Dick Heller's case was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it really (laughs) reaffirmed a lot of very important things. And they're not going to make that mistake again. So when you have this lame duck Supreme Court, how do you know that they're not just going to go, all right, well, we see all these grievances and transgressions have been committed against people. We see them. We know they're there. We know they're unconstitutional. But, oh, because it's gun-related, nope, it's too politically sensitive. We can't, can't hear it. My, my big fear with something like the TAPS Act, I mean, I, I always say that I'm no conspiracy theorist, but a conspiracy is just that until it's proven true. You know, um, until the truth is known. But um, contact tracing, as you've seen recently with coronavirus, okay, you had the voluntary um, option, you know, of allowing authorities to trace uh, your contacts and your location and things like that and who may have been around you that had. Uh, COVID-19 and whatnot, and if you were exposed and such as that, they're using contact tracing right now during all the riots and such going on. Um, So when does contact tracing become something that's not voluntary any longer and something that's involuntary? You are forced to. What happens when the government, um, you know, tells Google, tells Facebook, tells uh, Twitter, you know, that they're supposed to turn over private records? When does the TAPS Act get amended, you know, to just negate privacy altogether. How far down the rabbit hole will it go? Will it just be a little chip here and a little chip here until we're a draconian nation like North Korea where the government controls the media, they control the narrative, they control everything, they control you. And anything against that narrative, you're a criminal. You go to political prison. And then we have a we have a portrait of our supreme leader in everyone's house and you bow and worship to your supreme leader and you no longer bow and worship to the God of your choice. Well, the you issue know? too, okay, is that with everything that Chad said, another thing that I'll kind of add to that too is what's to stop them from putting some oversight committee in place that their job is to search all over social media and find people that have posted a picture of a gun or uh, anything that they could even remotely deem as going, up. Oh, That person's a gun owner. All right, well, they go on this list. Mm -hmm. And then they go down that list, and they go, all right, well, let's look for these certain things. And they just keep narrowing that list down. Mm -hmm. And then they go, all right, well, all these people that made it on the list, list C, 
Well, they, we're going to round them up and put them in ed- re-education camp. Yep. I mean, and, and that's what they want. They want to re-educate people. They, they want to remove firearms as a normal thing in society. They want it remove, removed from the view of society. Mm-hmm. That's the overall goal, is to, make, is to denormalize firearms ownership. There's been a resurgence in firearms ownership in this, this year. In fact, as we sit on today, so see, today's date is June 2nd. All right, as we sit on June 2nd, firearms are at 80% increase in sales, which means that, yes, there's a certain amount of people that are fearful and they're buying guns because they want to protect their families. We've already addressed that in several other videos. Make sure you watch them and everything. But the fact remains, firearms culture has never been more in the forefront in America than it is right now. And it is continuing to grow, and people are starting to get the giant picture and they're starting to understand how important it is for us to arm ourselves and protect our communities, mm-hmm. right? And that narrative of, oh, well, only crazy people own guns. Or mm-hmm. suppressors are illegal. <laughs> Machine guns are illegal. Semi-automatics are illegal. So all the law enforcement and, and the education system, they try to let these young kids know, oh, well, you can't own guns. Those are illegal. You know, you're capable of telling a lie. You can lie to someone and say, oh, yeah, you can't own machine guns. That's crazy. Only crazy people want to own machine guns. So they've been trying to alter and control the narrative of what gun ownership is as a cultural thing to the degree that now they're just lying out their teeth because so many people are waking up to the idea that, wait a minute, we can own guns. We can own suppressors. We can own machine guns. You know, and, and it's not abnormal to want to do so. It's actually quite a normal activity for someone to want to be a gun owner. So these things like 838 really do, and I don't want to take away from, from 1081 because that's awesome on their part it is. to have adopted anti-red flag laws. We wanted this video, video to primarily be about that, but also I wanted to segue into the work that FPC is doing with trying to stop 838 because that is a terrible, nasty piece of legislation, and it has like 135 Republican co-sponsors. Like, it's got a lot of support. So we have to call these Republican turncoats out. And the thing is, is ignorance is, is a big aspect of this, too. A lot of Republicans are jumping on and supporting 838 because Dan is a Republican and he's a well-respected Republican. And the issue is, oh, well, a Republican co-sponsored it, so it must be a good bill, so I'm a Republican, I'll support it. And they're not looking into the actual negative aspects that could come from this bill. And that's the scary part. People need to contact their reps and make sure they educate their reps and how dangerous these red flag laws can really be for uh, the sovereignty and freedom of our people. Yep. Um, I was just checking the most current FBI background check numbers for the uh, month of May 2020. So back in March, you know, when the coronavirus was really kind of taking a hold in the media and in everyone's mind and such, uh, it was up almost a million sales, sales, background checks from the previous month dipped back down to 2.9 million and now it's running back up again recently with everything that's been going on with the rioting and looting and such and all the different protests you've seen people going out again you know for firearms stocking up on guns stocking up on ammo buying their first gun because you know they want to be able to defend themselves okay i mean so all right something really interesting all right if you look at the data okay this is really interesting Okay, if we if we look at the, the, the uptick 
three point seven, mm-hmm. and then now we're we're leveling out. Let's just round up to mm-hmm. three point one. Yeah, three point one. Okay, two point nine. Mm-hmm. All right, now you're talking that that was in March, right? Uh, that was in April. April. Yeah. Okay. This is May. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so that was in April. Mm-hmm. Okay, now if you compare that number to December, okay, now now December. In, in each of these figures, the December numbers are always higher because people are buying guns around Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that would seem like a very, you know, mm-hmm. obvious trait that people buy more guns around Christmas time mm-hmm. to give as gifts because we're awesome people mm-hmm. and we give the gift of gun, right? Okay. <laughs> but if you look at those numbers, yeah, 2.9. So you're talking Christmas level rush mm-hmm. sales right now. for three months and almost the entire year. Yep. So see, you got up to a 2.9, 2.7 in January, 2.8 in February, and then growing from there and not showing signs of stopping. So yep. fourth quarter of this year is going to be a very interesting year for the firearms industry. And I think, and if I were a wizard or a, or, or a, a fortune teller, okay, I would say that fourth quarter is going to be one heck of a time for uh, companies that are selling like optics and flashlights and bipods and, and, and like night sights and things like that because all these people bought their gun and they're like, all right, how do I accessorize? People are going to be buying all the accessories, extra magazines. They're going to be buying carry ammo. They're going to be getting training courses and all of those sorts of things. Now, not to get off on that tangent. No. I don't want it to be about that, but it is such a cool time. Uh, to be an American and to have so many ab- uh, ways to protect yourself as an American. We can't give these bureaucrats in Washington an excuse to take that away from us, to take that fire, that wind out of our sails. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing, that people are waking up and they're arming themselves. It makes me proud to be an American, okay? Well, you have that You have that option. I mean, you have the right and you have the opportunity to if you so choose. And more and more people these days are def- you know, choosing to defend themselves and have the tools necessary to do that. I mean, maybe it's a modern-day renaissance of thought, you know, just being more self-reliant and, you know, not uh, not worrying about um, who's going to come to save me. I'm going to save myself. I mean... It's just I, a renaissance in logic. I'd like to think that that's the case. I mean, I really would. I mean, trying to look, you know... Trying to look as the gla- at the glass as half full. I mean, trying to be an optimist about that. And I, I certainly so. would like to think also that just patriotism in general is making a big comeback. I hope so. I hope that people are just getting patriotic again about just loving America, being a patriot, loving about, this country. About being an American instead of a warring faction? Yes, you know? about being an American. So, guys, thanks for watching today's video. Please oppose 838. Contact your reps, Republicans especially, because those are the ones that are the worst in this situation. Contact your Republicans that are supporting 838. Go over and support FPC, support GOA. Uh, those of you who purchase man cans over on our website, we've got some great man cans for sale. If you wish to support us directly, that's how you can do so. Also, great t-shirts available over on Ballistic Inc. Oh. Get yourself a roof cream shirt. Uh, definitely want to take a moment to thank all the folks who support us on Patreon. You guys are amazing. Thank you so very much. We've got a lot of videos on the way. Lots of gun gripes coming. There's a lot of things to complain about, unfortunately. And uh, I know I get accused by some people. I'll just mention this briefly. Uh-oh. I do get accused by some folks of uh, ringing the bell uh, pretty often when it comes to this sort of stuff. And I know that we dive into these subjects pretty often. All right? But I feel like it's important to make sure we keep our fingers on the pulse of what's going on in the 2A community. Uh, we got plenty of gun content, plenty of five guns videos coming. We've got some more meltdowns on the way. We've got range videos on the way. Plenty of other stuff that's very entertaining as well. And I appreciate those of you who take a bit of your time 
to digest this content and help it kind of further your opinion about the Second Amendment and about our community at large and how we need to move forward. So uh, thank you for giving us some of your time. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Many more videos on the way. We'll see you. See you guys.